The Detroit Tigers drop four of five to the Oakland Athletics. Today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today is Friday, May 13th. It's Friday the 13th? Oh, shoot. Uh, happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Um Hopefully you have a phenomenal day. It's supposed to be a absolutely beautiful weekend in the uh, in the Metro Detroit area. So hopefully you uh, you go out and you enjoy that that uh, that nice weather that we're expected to have this weekend. Um, the Detroit Tigers did not enjoy the Oakland Athletics. There's my transition for that. Um, it was rough. It was rough again. Uh, I, it's really like, I, I don't want to just come on here and say the same thing every day. I really don't, but it's very difficult when the thing that I am paid to talk about is the, is the same thing every day. It's very difficult, very difficult to come up with new ways to say stuff. I'm pretty sure I've said this exact speech multiple times. I'm even repeating the line about how I don't want to repeat stuff. That's, that's, it's like a repeater inside a repeater. It's, it's repeatception. Make it stop. It's, it's ridiculous. And the offense, like we finally scored a couple of runs, a few runs. Lost this one five to three to the Oakland A's. Here's the thing. They gave you like an inning. Of, of extra base hits, right? And then, like, Jamer had a leadoff triple, which was which was nice in the sixth, and we, we were able to bring that run in. The issue is the, the three runs in, does not indicate that, like, the offense figured it out. Not what happened. Got a couple of runners on, how we've been getting runners on, and then Tucker Barnhart, finally lifted a ball into the air and finally got an extra base hit and we finally scored a couple of dang runs and then the Jamer thing happened the next inning the rest of the game was very much same old same old before we scored the runs and after we scored the runs very much the same getting runners on base we out hit the Oakland A's today for those wondering we outhit them. We lost by two runs. We had six hits. They had five hits. We also had one, two, three walks added on to that. I believe they have three or four walks as well. It's just the same story, different date. The off- uh, Again, we could go through individually we go through player by player 
Robbie Grossman did not look very good. He is on a massive cold spell. Austin Meadows, Ofer, uh, his OPS is now approaching 700 in a like bad way, decreasingly approaching 700. Okay, we're an Austin Meadows like two hitless days away from having nobody on the team with an OPS of even 700. We're very close to that. Jamer Candelario looks really good. That is the saving grace with with all of these offensive performances and, and as a team is that Jamer is looking a lot better. He goes one for three with a walk, gets on base twice, has the triple that brings in a run or that he was the run that was brought in. That manufactured a run, I'll say. Um, There's just – he looks good. He looks good. And we'll we'll take somebody looking good. We'll take it. But my goodness. Golly. Miguel Cabrera. He gets an extra base hit. Miguel Cabrera with a double. Um, scores one run. Yeah, scored a run. Um, like, it, it, it's just... though th- That happened, right? We get the Barnhart double. We get the Miguel Cabrera double. We get the Jamer triple. No runs manufactured outside of, like, those three at-bats. None. All just station to station. Same old, same old. And as much as I've been saying the last couple of days, hey, you need extra base hits to win games, right? Miracle, right? We get some extra base hits. We put up some runs for the first time in, since the Bush administration. That's cool. But you also, you, you can't just do it for like an inning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Newsflash. I know this is breaking news to everybody. Everybody's like, whoa, this is such a hot take. You can't just score one inning every game. Every single game, if we do have an offensive outburst, or, or well, I don't think we've had that except for the 13-run game. If we do have uh, a game in which we don't get shut out is honestly just the way to put it. Uh, if we do score runs, period, they're very centralized. They're all in one inning. And they also always tend to be later in the game. Starting pitchers have dominated us. This dude on the bump for Oakland, no disrespect, did not look that good. James Caprilian. I just had an ant just like climb up on my arm. He didn't even look that good. I thought the pitch mix was pretty weak. He wasn't inducing a ton of swings and misses. I mean, he had seven. That's not, you know, he had one strikeout. We put 12 balls in play. We fouled off 16. Like, he, he didn't even look that good. But we just could not manufacture runs. It's so frustrating. Over and over and over, it's just the same thing. Get runners on, strike out, double play. We get runners on, pop out. Pop out, ground out. We get runners on, strike out the side. It's just it it it's just keeps repeating itself. Unbelievable. 
so yes, we will talk about Michael Fulmer. We will talk about the bullpen and, and the fact that they lost the lead. But the at-bats that we took in the 7th, 8th, and ninth were the definition of uncompetitive. We got a we got a, a Torkelson walk. Willie Castro is the Babip God. It's just all like bloop singles and weak contact that just happens to fall in for hits. We'll take it because it's more than what a lot of other people are giving us right now. But we have like that and and Torkelson walks and then like that 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 was it. Incredibly uncompetitive abs after we scored our runs. So, yes, Fulmer gave up the homer. Yes, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about the, the whole bullpen situation and everything. But you could not have convinced me that this team was going to be the team to, to win this game, even when it was tied. I got my hopes up in the sixth, right? Candy gets the triple. I'm like, okay, maybe the offense, you know, we, we scored last inning. We have a chance to score two innings in a row. Maybe this will be a momentum builder. The net last third of the game, the last three innings, just not even remotely close to threatening to, to score. Not even close. And that's just, history repeats itself, and that's just how it goes. Here we are. We'll talk about the rest of the game, pitching performances and such. Uh, but first, I got to tell you all about Bilt Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and it had 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like eating a birthday cake puff from Bill. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like them before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they'll be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Bill.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a secret because that's what we do. That's what friends do. You know, they are chocolate covered marshmallow protein bars. They're unbelievably delicious. I've been talking to you guys about them for weeks. It's covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with built birthday cake puffs, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, nine grams of sugar. This limited time flavor is an amazing option. If you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and some variety in your day. So go to built.com and get those birthday cake puffs right now and everything else they have to offer. Go to built.com right now. You can use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to segment two. My straws in the camera. Segment two here at Lockdown Tigers. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts here at Lockdown, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. <clears throat> okay. So the offense kind of fooled. I don't even think they really fooled anybody. I don't think anybody's like, oh, wow, we scored three. The offense is coming around. I think we're all pretty aware that all the at-bats before the fifth inning and all the at-bats after the sixth inning were pretty much copy and paste what we've seen for the last week from this team offensively. Um, It's not, it's not great. Pitching-wise, uh, we did have some 
well, noteworthy, I guess we'll call them, performances. Bo Brisky, we will get to. I'm going to save him for last because we can just knock out the bullpen really quick. Will Vest. It's time that we legitimately start talking about Will Vest as one of the more prominent relievers in this bullpen because he has been lights the F out. I mean, seriously, he is unbelievable. His stuff, what, last outing, he struck out the side. This outing, he strikes out two. He's now got a one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three ERA uh, through 13 pitches. Ten of them were strikes. Uh, he His stuff is phenomenal. I'm not sure how he had as, as bad of an ERA as he had last year. Um, it, it's It's remarkable how much his stuff moves. The velocity on the fastball is like mid to high 90s. The slider is nasty, really good spin on it. Uh, it, He's just been phenomenal, and he has been really all year. And I I think when you're looking at the bullpen, I'm not saying like he's the best dude in this pen or anything, but I, I think when you look at the bullpen, if you had to divide it in half, just like last year, right? We all remember last year's bullpen was weird because it, we had like the four guys that we always went to when we were winning or it was a close game. And then the four dudes we always went to when we were losing. And if you did that with this team, Will Vest is absolutely in the, the you're going to this dude in a close game. And, you know, they did obviously, but he has been unreal and I, I like the idea of him continuing to get higher and higher in leverage situations because he has certainly deserved it. Dude's been lights out, filthy, good stuff, good command. Uh, the command, especially the last week, you know, barely missing the glove, finish following, finishing through. That's what I was trying to follow through. Finishing his follow through. I think that's what I was trying to say. Kind of morph those into one, but you get the point. He, he's been unbelievable. So shout out to Will Vest. Deserves some some credit and to actually be talked about as like you are legit dog so shout out to will vest michael fulmer um he yeah gave up the home run put us behind we would lose the game behind it um i don't think that a it it was the right choice to go to him i don't think it was the wrong decision by management uh by hinch and staff to to not go to michael fulmer in a tie game when you are desperately trying to get any win you can. Um, I I think that that is the right call. With Fulmer, I don't – I said this a couple of weeks ago when he gave up a home run or gave up like his first run of the year or whatever too. This doesn't change anything for me. Some people were were talking about, you know, Fulmer and and how – you know, his last couple of starts, he's given up runs. Now, like, he's falling apart, whatever. I, the stuff looked solid. I, I didn't think the command was bad. And the ball that he gave up the home run on was, I think, a ball high. Like, it was a very high pitch. I think, it, like, if he doesn't swing at that ball, I'm pretty sure it was a ball high. It was very high in the zone. Um, So, like, I don't want to say whatever because – like we we desperately need to win a game and it certainly would have been a lot easier had we not given up that that home run but 
at the same time, you're always going to go to Fulmer in that situation. I feel like everybody pretty much consensus was like, yeah, Fulmer makes sense there. And like I said earlier, the offense after the sixth inning went right back to how it's been. and was completely uncompetitive. So it sucks. Yes, it sucks. Yes, ideally, you, you don't need that to happen. Our bullpen's been really good. It sucks that we finally are in a close game and then the bullpen's the reason we lose it. I, I completely understand and agree with all of that. But this one performance from Michael Fulmer, this one outing from Michael Fulmer is not going to change my opinion of him or where I think he should be used uh, in ball games. And I completely support the, the decision to go to him. I would do it again, even knowing the result. So uh, that that's really all I had to, I just want to get that out there. Like I, I, not not Fulmer's fault entirely that we lost the game, and um, I'm not like all up in arms upset at Michael Fulmer. Joe Jimenez, uh, I thought Joe looked good, which is nice. You know, get back on the horse. Um, he's been. I thought. I think that he's looked good all season. Honestly, he's had a couple of blowups, but for the most part, with with him throwing that slider a lot more, uh, more than the four seam, even for most outings at, at this point lately uh i've been i've been pretty impressed i've been pretty impressed the velocity's up there 96 97 i'm liking what i'm seeing out of joe uh i i think that he shouldn't be you know i i, I like those kind of situations for him i like those you're up two you want to give your team a chance to come back but you don't want to burn through maybe your 1a 1b they already went through Fulmer, so it's a little bit null in this situation. But I think those situations as a whole, you know, keeping games close where maybe you're down by one is is a really good situation for Joe to be in. Doesn't have to hold on to a lead, but you want to give your offense a chance to win at the same time. I, I like that situation. So I, I've liked what I've seen out of him. He was good in this game. Um, now let's get to Bo Brisky. But first, I got to tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL f- futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here for segment three at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I really appreciate all of you. Appreciate all of you coming back to the well here and, and continuing to, to support the show and hear what I have to say and, and be frustrated together, um, even though the, the team has been really struggling. I greatly, greatly appreciate the, the continued support throughout the show because it really has not wavered at all. We, we are still... Um, we, we've been the numbers for the show have been great so i really do appreciate all y'all because I, I know that coming back to a, a show every single day where we're just going to talk about how we're losing and how the offense can't hit can't be like the most fun thing in the world especially if you're starting your day with it so i really do greatly appreciate y'all for real more than you'll ever know um okay bo brisky dog dog he's got that dog in him 
it the craziest thing is and this isn't me like tooting my my own horn or saying like any, anything like that i'm just saying it is crazy to me that when i interviewed him last year he had this like what i don't even know how to describe it unfortunately we interviewed him on this show before we were on youtube so it's audio only but just like him and i on the zoom like when we were talking to each other and just hearing like you go back and you listen to his response to questions and and how he views the game and and how he views like his trajectory and what he's working on and what he wants to improve on like you can you could just tell like this dude has the mindset like he's got the dog in him he really does so it's just it's so cool to see him continuously have success and after this first inning and it's funny i always think it's funny when pitcher errors technically don't count as earned runs like that's humorous to me so brisky makes an error um and then gets a run shaved off his earned run total which is like kind of a smart move uh but the fact that he was able when was the last time you saw a dude that young who was not a super highly touted prospect coming up through the system just had an incredible year last year and people finally started to like, all right, like this dude might be something, be something. Um, it's just, when was the last time you saw a dude that young in, in that, what is this, his third or fourth major league start, get roughed up like that in the first, not be able to miss any bats, not able to finish anybody off in the first inning, and then recover and go not only five shutout but five incredibly efficient shutout he had like 30 plus pitches after the first inning and went six and gave you 93 pitches unbelievably impressive unbelievably impressive his final line was six innings four hits three runs two of them earned three walks and two strikeouts The thing that he still is going to have to work on is that ability to finish people off and that ability to induce a swing and a miss when he needs it. Only five whiffs this game um, and a lot of contact made. 93 pitches, 22 foul balls, and 19 balls put in play. The average exit velocity being 88 miles an hour. It's slightly high, but it's that's a solid number. That's solid, right? Uh, Not unbelievable but not bad or worrisome either so for the most part and especially after that first inning just really efficiently keeping the ball more on the ground did have some flyouts for sure but just pitching in situations where he was able to to induce those routine flyouts or routine ground outs That's so impressive. And I also thought that the pitch mix got a lot better after the first inning. I thought the first inning, he was very much just trying to get the ball over the plate, get strikes, which I'm not against for young pitchers at all. And I think that that's the Fetter mindset because we've seen it a lot in in all of our young pitchers since Fetter took over. And I think that's just part of the development thing for him. Uh, 
But I think it's just so impressive how he was able to adjust mid-game. He he was also missing a lot of spots in the first inning. The command really got away from him, especially on the changeup. Could that that's his best swing and miss pitch, and he was not able to locate it to to his liking. I don't think whatsoever, but was able to recover so well and get back out there and turn pitches that maybe he'd usually go to to be like, hey, I'm trying to get a swing and a miss here, and go, okay, I don't have the swing and miss stuff today. Let's just try to get weak contact. And that's what he did. The the dog that it takes to go out there in that young of an age and that early on in your career, get roughed up in the first, give up three runs in a first inning, and then end with a quality start still. Quality start is six innings, pitch three runs. He gave up three runs in the first and still got a quality start. Beyond impressed. Was it the greatest start in the world? No. Were we tied based on after he got pulled? Yes, we were in a position to win the ball game. Same thing happened with his Dodgers performance. In a position to win the ball game. It's just, it's really tough when you're getting no run support, period. Nonetheless, late in games. It's just not fun. But we're not talking about the offense. We've already talked about that. We pretty much start every show with just complaining about the offense at this point. Bo Brisky, very, very impressed. Uh, for those who are curious of just like the individual numbers, the changeup was still the most uh, whiffed on pitch. He only had five in the game like we talked about, but three of those were on the changeup. Uh, the other two were just on the four-seam fastball. Did have six called strikes on the four-seam fastball as well. Uh, but like I said, pretty much every pitch got put into play uh, and got hit pretty hard. So does need to work on the, the swing and miss stuff, but... Not going to complain at all. The ERA on the year is now 3.86. Again, very, very impressive. And now we have to start talking about what happens when everybody is healthy again. Because I think we're very quickly approaching, even when Tyler Alexander is healthy, he's not going to be a star. And I think Brisky might get that. So, in theory, right? Let's just, we'll end the show on this. Let's just talk about what could happen. Manning and Mize come back. There you go. It's just as simple as that. Manning, Mize come back. You have Erod, Manning, Mize, Scooble, Pineda. That's five. Now, if Brisky isn't pressing you enough and you don't think that it's beneficial for him to go back to AAA, you could run a six-man rotation. You're already worried about Manning and Mize with injuries. Uh, maybe you even do like a makeshift six where it's not a true six. Like you have your five that you want to go to. However, uh, maybe if you want to skip Mize one time through the rotation, you want to skip Manning one time through the rotation. It's never a bad thing to have too much starting pitching. We saw it last year where at one point in July, we had like one starting pitcher or two starting pitchers on the entire rotation. Never a bad thing. So it's a good problem to have, but I I think the most likely scenario, uh, if I had to guess today, I would say it's that I would say it's like that, that kind of makeshift six man rotation. I'm not sure he's going to be a true reliever. I, I, but I think that he might just pitch. I don't know, once every seven or eight days. And they make sure that Erod and Scooble pitch every five days, but everybody else, 
can maybe pitch once every like six days. Does that make sense? You just rotate the rest of them, but the two guys at the top still pitch every five. I think that could be a possibility. I don't know, but if he keeps pitching like this, it's going to be really hard to leave him off there. Um, it sounds like Manning is going to come back before um, Mize. That's the guy's name. Sounds like Manning's going to come back before Mize. So for a little bit, uh, I would imagine Fiedo would get the boot as it stands currently, and the rotation would then be Erod, Scooble, Pineda, Brisky, and Manning. Um, but then once Mines, Mize comes back, it gets a little different. Uh, and if Tyler Alexander comes back or when Tyler Alexander comes back, that's going to be a really, really interesting conversation to have when everybody's healthy again. Hopefully knock on wood that everybody does become healthy again. Okay. I think that's all I got on to Baltimore. Uh, we do have, I would say three of our should be best pitchers in this series. There was ever a three game series to get right. Erod, Scooble, Pineda. Boom, boom, boom. There's ever a series to get right. Well, honestly, if there's ever a series to get right, it would be playing the Oakland A's for five days. That would be most teams get right series. But we already blew that opportunity. We lost four of five to a team that was on a nine-game losing streak going into our series. Good job. Um, If there was ever a time, it's against Baltimore. This is the time. Let just get back on the horse. And when I see y'all on Monday, let's talk about a series win. Please. Please. I think that's everything. Um, we already talked about the roster moves, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Oh, was there another roster move that we didn't talk about? I'm trying to remember. We talked about the Wentz thing. No, that that was just made official this morning. That's all it was. Okay. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Oh, my sign-off. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now that's all I got. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all Monday, baby. Go Tigers.